Hello, hello. Hello. Gimme the Creeps is back with another creepy episode. That sounded very commercial. (laughs) Ew, I was about to make a really stupid joke, but I did smoke earlier today because it was 420 and I was about to joke like, I had to, it's the rules. But that's stupid. And that is enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm high right now. What do you want from me? I didn't Aren't expect you? it to creep up on me. Yeah, I went to take a shower and then it I think it's the strain, which um I had read does that. Um some strains will take a second to like kick in. So like as soon as you take a hit, you don't like feel high, but mm-hmm. it'll kind of like sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. So I guess I took one puff too many, but I'm fine. I am ready to do this. Uh this is a very interesting case, so if anything, I'll be more focused. Hunter's cooking, and it's going to be delicious, so I have that to look forward to oh. because the munchies are just inescapable all the time for me. Apparently, there's strains that make you not have the munchies as bad, too, so that's learning more and more. Anyway, so um, episode 40. Did you know that it was episode 40? I did not know that. Here we are. Here we go. Episode 40, uh, we are going to... Bring it on back to the unsolved realm of true crime, which is both frustrating yet very intriguing. And I'm going to do the, should I keep it a surprise like you did or should I just go ahead and? Whatever your little heart desires. How dare you give me (laughs) no answer. Um, I'm going to do the Hinterkaifeck Farm. What the fuck is that? I'm going to cover the Hinterkaifeck Farm in Germany. And I I guess not a lot of people know it by its name, like as in the location's name. But it is an unsolved mystery that may sound familiar as soon as I get going. But if it doesn't sound familiar yet, just hold on. Okay. So I guess I'll start here. Imagine this. The farmer, uh, the father, and the head of the farmstead, Andreas Gruber noticed footprints in the snow leading to the house, but none that led back to the woods. Oh my God. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Okay. See, here we go. It's, it's, it's working. He told neighbors and one neighbor offered to lend Andres a gun, but he declined. About a week later, I bet he'd wished that he had accepted that offer. Their farm, the Heinterkaifeck farm, I think it's Heinter, it might be Heinterkaifeck or Hinterkaifeck. Anyways, was thought to be a safe place with the stillness that existed around it. Kaifek was a small settlement to the north of Weidhofen, around 50 miles north of Munich in Bavaria, Germany. A mile or so to the northeast of Kaifek was the village of Groburn. Between them lay the Witch's Wood. At the northwest corner of the Witch's Wood stood an isolated farm. Colloquially, it was called Behind Kaifek or Heinter Kaifek in German. Let's all take <laughs> take a drink now. <laughs> so we have the setting uh, laid out before us. And I'll go ahead and list off my sources in case I forget to later. Uh, darkideas.net, allthatsinteresting.com, filmdaily, uh, ranker.com. So here we go. So then... The father, Andres, he found a newspaper in the house that he had not purchased, and not to mention the several keys that had gone missing in his house somehow. Uh, was there someone staying there right under their noses from the very like beginning of this episode? Mm-mm. I'm just going to go ahead and ask that. This reminds me of that other one that you did. Um, 
was it the Velisca? Yes. Yes. There's very, there are some similarities. So cool. Okay. Neighbors also recall Andres complaining of hearing footsteps in the attic. Oh, no, no, no. And it turns out that the keys that were missing were keys to the tool shed. So here we go. On March 31st, 1922, an unknown assailant, possibly multiple, took the lives of the family. Andres was 64, his wife, Kazelia, 73, their daughter, Victoria, 35, granddaughter, Kazelia, 7, um, and then they had a grandson who was Joseph. He was 3 and a maid named Maria, and she was 45. So I just wanted to list the, the ages out first. Um, so he took all of their lives. Somehow each member was led out to the barn where they were murdered inside. It's believed that they were murdered one at a time, which is so creepy to me. That is really creepy. And we'll go into discussion um, about that later with some theories and whatnot. So um, the uh, most chilling thing, like I mentioned, was that they were lured out there one at a time. The bodies were then stacked and covered with hay and left in the barn. The maid, Maria Baumgartner, and the grandson, Joseph, were killed in their bedchambers. They were all struck with a mattock, and it was from the family's tool shed. A mattock is a farming tool with the head of it having one side as a chisel and the other side having a blade. Mm-hmm. So it's very similar to a pickaxe. There was reported to have been smoke coming from the chimney, which allowed for no alarm to be raised about the family missing church. On April 4th, neighbors and a few townspeople went by the farm to check on the family. Kazelia had not gone to school two days in a row, and the mailman noticed the mailbox was getting full. They came upon the gruesome scene, and not sure uh, who was discovered first. I'm thinking that the baby and the maid might have been discovered first since they were in the house. Um, And then they immediately called the police, and investigations came underway. So here's where I'm going to pull up uh, the Dark Ideas Net website Mm -hmm. it breaks down the the days that went by while the family was slain and stuff and then it goes to mention something about the maid but i'll bring that up later okay so i'll start here so friday the 31st uh late night it breaks it down and this website says at around 11 30 p.m michael plock was walking past Heinter Kaifek when he noticed a glow from the outside oven on the property. He described a disgusting smell to the smoke. A man was tending the oven and turned towards Plock in silence, deliberately shining a light into his face to ruin his night vision. Plock was unsettled by this action and quickly walked walked on. There is a debate whether this actually happened or not, as the story is often told as coming secondhand from a local carpenter. This is true, but a local prosecutor also references Plock's own statement in his case documents. Uh, oh, yeah. And um, with this link, with this website, it links its original um, source. And it's all in German, so that's why I'm just reading straight from here, because the statements and stuff are from the actual documents uh, that are in German. Okay. What I'm saying is there's probably way more information, but I can't translate it all. So that's why I'm using this website, which broke it down quite nicely. So Saturday the 1st, April 1922, at around 3.30 a.m., a butcher, Simon Reislander, was cycling home near Kaifek when he encountered two teenage boys acting suspiciously. They hid their faces, but he still recognized them as George Mader and Carl Bickler. The two would later become suspects. Once daylight had broken, two traveling coffee dealers stopped by the farm, but no one answered their calls. The postman stopped by and left some mail outside the farmhouse door. 
The next day, Sunday, April 2nd, Victoria Gabriel was called the Lark in Groburn, being considered one of the best singers in the area. Her absence was noticed when the church choir came together that Sunday. Monday the 3rd, little Cazalia Gabriel failed to show up to school and people started noticing that the family were strangely absent in general, but no one worried too much. Smoke was seen coming from the chimney and the animals were being tended. Surely there was a simple ex- simple explanation. The postman's weekly round started once more and the, and he noticed that Saturday's mail had not been touched. So Tuesday, uh, April 4th, repairman Albert Hoffner had ar- arranged to fix an engine on the farm that morning. The place was eerily quiet apart from the occasional bark from the farm's dog. After turning up on time and waiting for an hour, he forced his way into the engine shed and began his repairs. When he finished at 2.30 p.m., he re-entered the yard and noticed something peculiar. Someone had tied the dog up to a post and the barn door was closed that had previously been opened. He shouted out again but received no reply. Later that afternoon, the two coffee dealers stopped by Lorenz Schlitzenbauer's Schlitten Bauer's farm. I should have learned German before I did this. Um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a very language. <laughs> that's a very fun language I've heard. Um, they commented that Heinter Kaifek seemed deserted. In his original statement, Lawrence claimed that he became concerned because he had also heard Albert Hoffner's story from earlier that day. He sent his two teenage sons to check out the farm which was about 350 meters down the road from Groburn. The sons returned with the same news as everyone else. The farm seemed deserted. Lawrence, together with other neighbors, Michael Paul and Jacob Siegel, resolved to find out what was going on. Okay, and then it brings up the discovery. Lawrence's statement to police has become a primary source for what happened at the farm on that Tuesday afternoon. It is largely corroborated by statements from the other men present, and then you can read it on, and it gives the link. Finding the main farmhouse locked, the men entered the barn and made their way towards the feeding stalls. They headed to the door that led through to the main house. Lauren stumbled over what he perceived as an old door on a pile of hay. Michael also stumbled but noticed a foot sticking out from under the door. He shouted out and Lawrence pulled on the foot, dragging Andres Gruber's body out of the hay. Could you imagine? Uh-uh. Your neighbors are just... Okay, anyways. He then removed the door and discovered other bodies. His apparent lack of discomfort around the dead as he searched through the hay was not lost on his companions. This behavior would make him another suspect in the coming investigation. Once it was ascertained that four bodies were in the hay, the men knew that little Joseph could still be alive in the house somewhere. In the picture above, there's a small door at the top center of the image, and it led to the feeding stalls which in turn led to the farmhouse kitchen, and I'll post all of these images um, on our Instagram, which in turn led to the farmhouse kitchen. They went straight to Victoria's bedroom, finding the boy dead in his crib with a smashed skull. He had been covered. I know, he was three. He had been covered with one of his mother's dresses, and then you can click to view the picture. The pictures are not very graphic because they're very grainy and they're black and white, Uh, and it's a a full – picture of the room instead of like just the bodies it's just like as soon as they walked into the room they shot the picture so it just shows like the outside of the crib and the piece of clothing over the crib but you can't really see anything graphic in them once they had finished searching the farmhouse lauren stayed guard poland sigel went off to groburn and wadehofen to inform the police and the mayor word spread quickly and soon the farm was overrun by visitors lawrence insists he kept everyone out of the buildings until police arrived <laughs> 
Now I'll go back to my notes. And it turned out that one family member had not died right away. And instead, little Cazelia had lived for hours after the attack and most likely died from shock. Oh, fuck. Ah, yeah, with her dead family all around her. Uh, mm. I'm not sure if there were bodies placed on top of her or if she was just too injured to try to walk or try to go find help. Uh, but it is very sad. Clumps of hair were missing from her little head, which investigators believe she pulled out herself from the stress, I'm assuming, and the pain. What the fuck? Horrible. Oh, my God. Yeah, horrible. She was seven, uh, seven years old. So it also turned out so it also turned out that the maid before Maria had quit six months ago because she was frightened. She had been hearing voices and believed the house was haunted. Apparently the day of the murders was Maria's first day. Talk about bad luck. Jesus. Oh yeah, I didn't mention earlier, but uh, that website had some insight from somewhere that Maria was dropped off that evening by her older sister. Uh, or a sister, not sure if she was older or younger, but she and her sister had walked to the farm. Maria stayed and uh, got, I guess, put into her own room and stuff and settled in for the night. And her sister left. And I guess her sister was the last pe- per- person to see all of them alive at the same time that evening on the 31st of March. Uh, but yeah, talk about bad luck, huh? Because that was her first day. She was going to be, you know. A maid. She was 45. I'm assuming, I guess, her younger sister walked her there then. So all clues lead to the conclusion that someone had been living in the home with the Grubers for more than six months. Because if the maid before Maria was hearing sounds and voices, um, that was six months ago. Mm-hmm. So that's scary to think about. Fuck yeah. When we think of like squatters and stuff. I don't understand how that... I don't know. I know. Yeah, he tried to be. Uh, he tried to ignore the footprints, ignore the keys were missing, and ignore the fact that there was a newspaper he hadn't bought in the house. And this is what it came out to be. So um, she believed it was haunted. I'm not sure if she shared, if anybody else shared her belief on that, or if anyone had heard voices or whatever. So the clues lead to them having had an un invited guests for up to six months, maybe more, maybe longer. And with the smoke being present after the murders, someone may have stayed after the events. Uh, Investigators found that the farm chores like milking the cow and feeding the animals was taken care of. And it also seemed like they were preparing meals and uh, just basically living there after the family was murdered. Mm. Horrible. Then we have an order of events that they theorize. So I'm going to go back to that website because it broke it down for me. Okay, here we go. Initial analysis. George Reingruber himself would be criticized for his lackluster involvement in the case. He walked around the crime scene once, declared it a robbery, turned violent, and headed back to Munich. This claim of robbery would not sit well with the evidence once his subordinates began gathering clues. His report on the crime can be read in full here, and it gives the link, and displays many assumptions. Of course, we don't really know how this performance compares to his contemporaries. Strange clues were found in the attic. There were signs that one or possibly two people had been sleeping in hay. More of it was scattered over the floorboards as if to deaden footsteps. Ooh, creepy. Opinion is divided over whether this was the killer in hiding or a secret place that Andres brought Victoria from time to time. Guys, I didn't mention this, but... Andres and Victoria, his daughter, 
were having an incestuous relationship a few years prior, a few years prior to this event. So this carries into some of the theories that we're going to discuss later. Um, But she was actually arrested. Uh, I'll mention it here soon, but I thought I would bring it up now since this gave it away. (laughs) Okay. So a clue that points towards a criminal was the discovery of a rope tied to a cross beam and next to a window looking out into the roof, several broken or moved tiles could be observed. Investigators would not know it in 1922, but another clue would point to a killer hiding up there, and that clue would not be discovered for another year. Whoa. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, it is the 1920s. I don't know how detective work worked, you know, in, in Germany on a farm and stuff. Uh, okay, yeah. so the order of events. Here we go. In the decades that followed the crime, police and independent investigators created various sketches of the farm and uh, layout to aid visualization, but they are all in German. And it says, I've recreated this map. So thank you to whoever created this darkideas.net because it's super helpful. This was the site I found last after I found all the uh, facts, but this has like super in detail stuff. So here we go. One immediate question arises when looking at the crime scene, it looks like the killer lured four victims to the barn to be killed one at a time, but how? The police conducted tests and found that screaming from the barn could not be heard from the living quarters. How else could they be lured? Did curiosity get the better of them one by one as they suddenly noticed there were less family members around or were they summoned to the barn by someone they knew? We can deduce that the murders occurred at bedtime as Andreas Gruber and little Cecilia were in night clothes. Gruber's bed looked like someone had got back out of one side, probably Andres, but we can't tell anything about the order of death from the way the bodies were piled. Lawrence disturbed the order as soon as they were found. That's true. He started digging through the hay. I mean, but if any of them had a chance of being alive, I would have looked through the hay too. There was nothing stopping the killer piling them up after they had all died, not necessarily as they died. And that was my initial question too, was like if he killed them in the house and then was going to maybe try to bury them and then got tired or something and then mm-hmm. just covered them up. Mm-hmm. But there, they, I think they would have mentioned like there was blood, you know, tracked or, you know, something like that. It just seems that they all went to the barn and got killed one by one. So the next thing it mentions is the murder weapon. No murder weapon could be found at the scene, leading investigators to believe that the killer or killers had taken it with them. Once police had finished their 24-hour search, the pathologist set up a makeshift table and performed the autopsies on site. Unfortunately, no official autopsy documents remain in existence. However, a lot can be gathered from references to them in other police files. All of the victims died from blunt force trauma to the head, although other confusing injuries were noted that might have suggested two or more murder weapons. Most of the impacts hit the victims on the right side of the head, but this does not help us if we don't know uh, if they were facing their killer. That's true. Dang. Mm -mm. So let me take it back to my notes. And if we have any questions, I'll look through, I'll come back and look through here. More than 100 suspects were interviewed, but the case remains unsolved, with the last suspect being questioned in 1986. One suspect claimed to be Joseph's biological father. Okay, because I didn't, I didn't explain the dynamics of the family earlier. Victoria was living with her parents as a widow, so it's, it's assumed that the biological father died... But then we're hearing now that it's that's not the case. So that brings in more scandal in a second. 
Um, one, one suspect claimed to be Joseph's biological father, but he was cleared. Victoria had been a widow, so that's where they thought the motive was. Um, okay, here's something interesting. After the investigation was closed, the bodies were sent for autopsies. Their heads were removed. So they did an autopsy on site. And then after they closed the investigation, they sent the bodies off for another autopsy. Um, but their heads were removed and sent to clairvoyance in Munich um, to unearth metaphysical clues. Um, but not only were they unsuccessful, but the heads also got lost because it was um, during the time of World War II. And there was a lot of upheaval. In, yeah. So that was, that was sad. So the headless bodies were eventually buried in a cemetery in a nearby town. And the farmstead was destroyed after all the evidence that could be gathered was collected. Any recent investigations have been kept secret out of respect for these still-living descendants. It also came to be found out that Victoria and her father, Andreas, were arrested in 1915 for incest. Okay. It was thought to be an abusive relationship. Victoria served one month in prison and Andreas was sent away for a year. That being said, uh, here are three theories. Victoria's husband had come back. He wasn't dead. I, I guess what this means, so maybe the widow situation was a lie to have it not be weird that she was living with her parents and her children. Mm -hmm. So the husband returns and sees that now little Joseph has been born, so he goes ballistic and killed the family. That's theory one. But this theory was done away with when many of the husband's military comrades attested to him being um, killed in action in World War I. So they claim that they saw his body and they know for sure he's dead. Second theory, Joseph was the son of a nearby neighbor and that neighbor had a son recently die and was upset that the child with Victoria was sur the surviving child. So that's like a way out of proportion thought mm -hmm. there. Um, this was speculative and was the same neighbor who offered Andres a gun for protection. But now that I'm thinking back on it, that neighbor might have made that up to make it seem like he's a good person. Like I offered that guy a gun for protection. So it just looks like I didn't kill him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, last theory, maybe it was a murder suicide because of the incestuous relationship, but none of the injuries could have been self-inflicted. Yeah. So this also was done away with. So here's a frustrating, a little frustrating thing. In 1999, an elderly woman called the police and claimed her former landlord admitted to having information about the Heinrich killings. They looked into it and found he made these claims in 1935 and was probably dead by 1999. So there was nothing they could do by then anyway. What the fuck? Um, then, in 2007, students at a German police academy used modern techniques to try and solve the case, and apparently they did, but refused to release information. The suspect is already dead anyway, and the students thought that it was more important to protect the privacy of the remaining living family. I don't know if I agree with that. Do you? No. I mean, if it is my family member that, you know, did these horrible murders i would want to know yeah i don't i don't understand uh, i don't know so yep that was that but like i said that other website has a lot of stuff going on uh that i couldn't find anywhere else so i thought that was super neat um i knew this episode was going to be short that's why i'm glad i found this thing to answer any questions what are what do you think what are your comments questions concerns um theories. Oh, sorry, hold on. <coughs> uh, I drank 
soda, so it's like making me sleepy. Um, Same. I think, or well, my original thought when I first heard this story was that the dad killed all of them and then killed himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of the whole incestuous shit with his daughter. Mm-hmm. So um, that was what I thought. But I, I, I know that there was like a small detail that made me change my mind, but I don't remember what it was. And I didn't hear anything that you said that. Cool. I'm going to keep going then with this because um, maybe you're right and it's about to come up right now. And yeah, that's a good – I would think that too. Uh, and the ages gave away some inter- interesting details that this website backed up because if you remember, he, he is younger than his wife. Mm-hmm. She's like 73 or what was it? She's like 80-something and he's like 70-something. Um, and she inherited that farm from her late husband. So she was married before him. So there's like all kinds of little like details. So it's like a, it's kind of an extended family if you really think about it. And, and we don't really know who Joseph's to this day, they didn't do any kind of, um, paternity testing on Joseph. So it's only by like her word that maybe she mentioned who his father was, but we don't know who the father of that mm-hmm. baby was it could mm-hmm. so it could be any guy that just came through and maybe he saw how gross like they were still like having an incestuous relationship he just got like angry and just killed everybody but that's just that i don't know he took his time because whoever if somebody was living there for that long why would you wait that long i feel like that would make you want to change your mind if you're a good person this person must have been sadistic if they were living there watching the family go through their daily life and then one day they they were like okay today's the day yeah they'd have to be sadistic if they kill people horrible well, yeah, like without reason like that. I mean, he was even living in their house. Like maybe they could have, or hey, maybe the dad confronted the person living in the house and that's when it all went to shit like that. But how, if there was somebody that they knew, or fuck, I don't know. I I also thought it was the dead husband that wasn't actually dead. And I thought I heard somewhere that he wasn't dead to begin with, like, that wasn't ever like the story. Like he left her. That's a good point. Or maybe he was just at war. Or he went to war. And so not for her for her not to be by herself during that time, she went back to live with her parents. That's what I That's thought. That's what I would think. I thought too, like and I thought there's a possibility he didn't die. I could have sworn they found him and they questioned him. Maybe that was something else. Mm-hmm. They questioned the biological father of um, either her daughter. Okay. So I think it's her daughter's father who died and the biological father is, you're right. The biological father of Joseph got questioned, but he got cleared. Okay. That's what I, that was but the I, person who died in the war never got questioned and he was her actual husband that she married, um, after her daughter was born. Oh, okay. But yeah, that was, but that was the main theory was the guy made it home somehow and saw that she had a baby with her father and so the war hero turned into a murdering mm-hmm. ex-husband or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a I mean that's still a pretty strong possibility if if all they can do is believe that the comrades saw him die but they don't have any kind of proof. Anyway, maybe he got injured and he was able to Oh my god. Okay. Somewhere else. 
So maybe Here we he go. got injured and he managed to like escape and get himself home, but he yes. sees some fucked up shit going on between the dad and the daughter by accident. Yep. Like he's walking up to the farm and he just happens to see them outside oh. doing some oh God. weird shit. Yeah. So instead of walking up there, he's like, I'm going to see what happens. So he oh. hides in the house. <gasps> he has nowhere else to go anyway. Yes. And oh everyone thinks he's fucking dead. So Jesus. he finally sees some really fucked up shit going on. So he lures the dad out. He just lures everyone. He's like so pissed off that oh. he kills everybody. Damn. Or maybe own, he killed his own daughter somebody well yeah i mean if you're so fucking pissed that this shit is going on yeah and wow. it's i don't i don't know maybe he i mean he probably just flipped his shit but that's i mean i could see it or, or you know hey it might have been a a ptsd episode oh, or something yeah or that he was asleep in the barn and they kept coming in to like check on each other and they just got beat one by one like that yeah, maybe. Because that's a good point that you can't hear any screams from inside the house, even though technically the barn is attached by a hallway or something, like oh, I mentioned. But yeah, it's like uh, I'll post the photo of this map that this person made, but it's you walk through, you can walk into the barn, and if you turn through where the stalls are, you can get to the kitchen. And then from the kitchen, it leads to the rest of the house. Okay. Well, I thought so there was something it's like else. Far, it's far enough away so that people won't know to go for help if they're getting – because that's the main thing I was confused about is like you're getting beat. You're like probably screaming. So there would have to be nobody in that same what area if, to hear. You might have like ambushed them and just one whack like knocks them out and then he continues to beat them. True. Oh, okay. I think this mentions like some of these people were strangled. So that might have been a way to like keep mm -hmm. them from – screaming or or that he beat them first and then strangled them and that's how they died let's let me see real quick where it says okay so um none of the victims displayed any defensive wounds which may in indicate they were hit from behind some of the wounds were puncture like or star shaped uh which was inconsistent with a blunt bludgeoning tool and that's when we figure out i think they find the pickaxe here here in a minute uh so focus on the children. The two children suffered terrible brutality. The police report described brain and skull matter splattered on both the roof of the crib and the bed next to Joseph's body. Kazalia Gabriel had a neck injury that may have been a slit throat or simply a tear from a sharp bludgeoning weapon. Tragically, the pathologist believed that had she been found in time, she may have survived her injuries. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, instead, she was found dead with patches of her own hair in her hand. It seemed uh, she had lain alive for hours, pulling at her hair in either extreme pain and anxiety or the drawn-out throes of death. Jeez. So the weapon is found. Some questions answered at last. In 1923, Heinter Kaifek was demolished. And during the process, someone found a secret cavity under the attic floorboards. Hidden there was a bloody mattock and a pen knife. Former farmhand George Siegel confirmed that the mattock had belonged to Andres Gruber. It was recreated, uh, shown in the photo still on the left, 
and I'll post it for the document the documentary Heinterkaifeck, the true story behind Tonod, available in German on YouTube. Sigel explained that Andres Gruber had made the Matic himself a cruel irony. Not only did this provide a murder weapon, but its unusual construction answered some questions about the victim's injuries. A large nut and bolt was protruding from the backside of the tool. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Investigators now believe this may have caused the unusual puncture or star-shaped wounds. The penknife could have been used to slit Kazilla's throat, uh, Kazilia's throat, but this was never uh, confirmed for sure. Both weapons were tested for fingerprints, but none were found. Okay, so here's other clues. Ryan Gruber's report shows he believed the motive was robbery as no paper money was found, uh, like it had been stolen. This is odd logic given that Quite a sizable amount of varied coinage was left around the house. This was at a time when even a penny could buy some food. Jewelry and watches were also left, which Reinberger Gruber Reinberger, uh, sorry, Ryan Gruber dismissed as peasant jewelry. Victoria's room is the only room described as showing signs of being ransacked. Surely, if robbery was the motive, the killers would have ample time to search the whole farmhouse. Certainly, they would have taken at least more valuable gold and silver coins. Or was there another reason for the ransacking? The same reason Victoria's children seem to be attacked more viciously, Mm -hmm. um, perhaps. Interesting. So the origins of the killer. Here we go. We hear that the cattle seemed tended and there was smoke coming from the chimney over the weekend. I feel strongly that this points away from a local killer and that the and that knew the family. If Albert Hoffner's statement is correct, then someone was hiding there on Tuesday morning. That's four whole days for a local to have to explain away to the police. Um, the road past Heiner Kaifek was also well-traveled. The risk of being spotted by someone they knew would have been very high. It is far more likely that the killer or killers stayed at the farm because simply they had nowhere else to be. Another clue against someone known to the family is the way they were they were covered. Normally, a covered victim is assumed to be hidden by the killer, an indication that they do not want to face what they have done to some to someone they know or love. But in this case, we also have the coverings of Maria Baumgartner, a stranger in the house. Therefore, I I take the coverings as part of a ritual more than in line with a killer that has done this before. Hmm. Mm -mm. There was a um, $100,000 mark, I guess, $100,000 mark reward. Very little was ever found out by the police. The hunt for the suspects would prove almost fruitless. Interesting. And then there's like a newspaper clipping. So it's going to break down Lawrence Schlittbauer. The Groburn Village Guide has become the favorite suspect over the years and with good reason. Not only did he have motive and opportunity, but his behavior was noted as being odd. Paul and Sigel were uncomfortable with how Schlittbauer acted around the dead bodies. He also entered the farmhouse confidently, seemingly carefree about any potential murderer hiding in the shadows. But what could have driven him to such a brutal revenge on the family? A troubled history. When Lawrence, when Lawrence was widowed in 1918, it was inevitable that he would cross paths with the widow, Victoria Gabriel. He admits to having a sexual relationship with her, but this seems to have stopped when, he, when she became pregnant with Joseph. She insisted that Lawrence was the father, but he claimed the pregnancy was the result of continued incest between Victoria and Andres. He even went so far as to report them to the courts a second time, but had to retract his accusation and admit it was a fabrication. But why? Why did he have to? Did he get threatened? 
Before Joseph was born, Lawrence offered to marry Victoria, but Andres Gruber refused, even though it made good social and economic sense. There must have been a lot of bad feeling between the two well-off farm families. Was Lawrence Joseph's father is the next question. With Joseph's paternity in question to this day, we have a couple of clues in statements to police that indicate how Lawrence felt about Joseph. Hmm. When describing looking for the boy amongst the bodies in the hay, he is more assertive about his parentage. Interesting. Okay, because this is what he, he this is what he told the police. Joseph, comma, an extramarital child, comma, two years old, comma, to whom I am known as father. Hmm. Interesting. It goes on to say, I went through the stable corridor to look for my son. <gasps> Jacob Sigel's statement also claims that Lauren shouted, where is my little boy? And as he rummaged through the hay. Whoa. Confusingly, by the time he was interviewed a second time by the police in 1931, the question is, do you actually feel that you are the father of Victoria Gabriel's child? And Lawrence answers, I do not know. I cannot say that. So what the hell? It goes on to say, if Lawrence knew deep down that Joseph was his son, it would explain why he entered the house in such bravery. Certainly, Ryan Gruber and other police were happy that this explained any perceived odd behavior. Whilst I have misgivings about Ryan Gruber's general procedures in this case, as an experienced police officer, he would have had a good radar for a liar during the interview. I guess that's true. Uh, on one hand, this backstory gives Lawrence quite a strong motive to commit the murders. It also might explain why the children were targeted more brutally than the adults. But his presence at the farm is uh, in the following days would have been too risky. Yeah, somebody might have noticed that guy missing too. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. So there's a, a lot more actually. I don't know if I want to bore you. But they, it literally lists out all the suspects and then goes on to say what the conclusions are. But I'll just go ahead and just ask you, like, what you think about this whole thing. I think it's fucking crazy. Um, I mean, I still think it was either the dad or um, my theory on the man coming back and finding out what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is like how they could be lured to the barn in the yeah. at night. And I I feel like how would somebody do that? I knew at one point or I had like a theory on that at one point, but I can't I can't remember what I had come up with. Um I thought they had like heard something that God, would make it. them go like out of curiosity go check the barn. Yeah, I think that is what I remember i think that might be it that there was like a noise that one heard first and he went to go check it out and then i think the rest just went to go see what the others were taking so long for oh man and then the little girl i wonder when she went i i could have sworn that that also was there was something that was like out of order the way they were stacked on each other was like out of order some shit but yeah, yeah. Like she, oh, fuck, I don't remember what it was that I fucking read, but something about, I thought she was somewhere else. They killed her somewhere else and then they took her in there. But I don't, I could be Unless wrong. there were, there could be more than one. Oh, maybe. If somebody's asking, like asking for help and they're like, Hell, or, or those two little boys. I wish that I maybe I can find just their questioning because if the two little boys 
were like psychopath little boys, one of them could say, we were playing in the barn and like so-and-so got hurt, come help. And like the other one's waiting in the, in the barn oh, with the pickaxe. Yeah. And maybe they wouldn't stay, but they would like um, just come and go. So that's why it felt like somebody was living there. They would just be like hiding in the attic, playing mind games with the family. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All in all, this whole thing sounds like the plot of a very suspenseful movie. Word. To me. This could go so many different directions. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Because, yeah, there were four bodies in the barn. The living quarters side was um, through the feeding stalls. And then the first room is Victoria's bedroom, which is where Joseph's crib was. So that's where Joseph's body was. And then if you go um, through a hallway, you see the kitchen. And then you go to the left. And that's where Maria's room was. And she was dead in her room as well. So it's like, how would you map out the killings so that there's a lot of people? One of them's bound to hear something, run away, and go find help, and that leads everything back. Like, okay, but the fact that this person was able to like take out six people like that, yeah. So yeah, I will actually probably put this website in the um, in the caption of my post as well, so that people can read the rest of these. Good idea. Because, wow, there's way more. And then, uh, yeah, so what'd you think? Interesting, huh? Yeah. Scary. Yeah, really fucking The fact that there was footprints. You want to, like, tell yourself, no, there's nothing going on in my house. I know what's going on in my own house. Yeah, that's terrifying. uh, And it was ironic that he was the one who built the mattock that was in turn used to kill everybody. That just reminded me of Lilith barking earlier. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I saw your Snapchat. Tell everybody what happened. Well, she usually we keep her in the crate, but this week um, I've been leaving her out during the day since I'm home. So mm-hmm. it's been like a test for her and she's been doing really good, which I need to knock on wood. But um, <laughs> she'll like go from laying on the couch to in front of my door and I have to have the dog gate up so she doesn't come into my room mm-hmm. and fuck around with sassy. So... Mm-hmm. She was laying in front of the dog gate in front of my door, and I had the door open. And all of a sudden, it's like dark. It's dark. It's um quiet mm-hmm. as shit. And then all of a sudden, she starts to growl. And I was like, what is fucking happening? And of course, I got oh. my fucking phone out, and I start Snapchatting it. But she starts to bark towards the door. And mm-hmm. she was just sitting there, like, growling and barking and shit for, like, 10 minutes and then finally she got up and she walked all the way to the door and then she came back and sat in front of the door, in front of my door. I was like, what the fuck? It was terrifying. Creepy. She either she, saw something or she heard something. Yeah, and she's never like, done that before. So it freaked me out. She's learning to be a guard dog. I guess so. I was like, bitch, what are you barking at? Stop. I'm by myself and you're scaring me. <laughs> Oh, geez. It would have been even scarier if Sassy went over there and then they both started. (gasps) Imagine having three. When all three of mine do that, I leave the room. No, No, I don't. I just just stay there. I just stay there confused. Like, what are you guys looking at? Creepy. No. Mm -mm. I don't like it. Sassy is too old now to really be aware of what the fuck's going on. Sometimes, but he'll (laughs) freak out, but it's usually because somebody new has walked into the room, but she doesn't. Oh yeah, she doesn't pick up on sh- like paranormal shit. 
Either that or she's like, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> There's like a demon in the room and she's like, what took you so long? Oh, stop it. <laughs> That's her attitude about it. See you in hell. She's like, yeah. has little sunglasses she's on. All, I'm just kidding. She's all on <laughs> shit already. <laughs> she's like, you think you can show me hell? I've been through hell and back. <laughs> I was born there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, all right. Well, I, I'm going to wrap it up. My voice is um, – I got to take it easy on the oh. smoking. <clears throat> on the smokes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's about time to go eat some red beans and rice and shrimp and grits. What? It's on the menu tonight. Hunter can cook. I had some Cajun food at an actual restaurant that they recently opened back up. Of course, with COVID regulations and everything, everybody wore masks and we stayed away from the waitress as she was telling us everything and Mm -hmm. whatnot. But it was nice to go eat again somewhere and it was delicious. I had not had Cajun food like that in a long time since uh, we lived in Austin and I had like a crawfish etouffee like soup thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of that stuff, I don't know what it is. I have to ask Hunter because he's from Alabama. So he knows what Alabama. I forgot he was from Alabama. Um, we or I forgot to tell you, happy inauguration day. Yes, all I wanted for my birthday was a new president, and I got that. I so. um, I had to stay off social media today though, because oh, how's that go? How is that going? I haven't even Facebook jumped on to a fucking morons like. Oh, I can't. It's a waste of time. Tell them to get off. It's already yeah. done. It's happening. Every, like Let's literally, hope I can do his job. The exact same. Like I, <laughs> both sides are the goddamn same. <laughs> I can't with them. But like the same exact things that were like everyone copy and pasted fucking four years ago. Whenever Donald Trump became president, and they were like, is reversed. Yeah, it's literally reversed this time they've literally just switched the fucking names like i can't i can't and i'm like that's funny do you realize how fucking ironic all of y'all are like fucking yeah i can't Mm -hmm. you are all basic Mm -hmm. motherfuckers like i just i cannot (laughs) with you i won't be impressed with america until we get a fucking grip on it well until we get rid of fucking political parties and fucking do make a better fucking system like yes yeah and why are we and why are we still fighting each other have we not learned that this is what happens like we're following each other yeah i don't i don't know this shit is not working and it's i don't know it's fucking stupid and i'm tired of i mean i haven't really heard it that much lately but i saw it the other day and it pissed me off uh, it pissed me off only because, well, first of all, it was, um, people that are like, if you don't like it here, then you can just leave. <laughs> but okay. I think that shit is That's funny. fucking stupid when you say that, like they're, and they're oh. against immigrants coming here because they don't like their country yeah, where like, they're from. Why the fuck do I have to leave? Why can't it just be fixed? Like really? Yeah, we are citizens. Yes. We deserve that. that is, we can- like, a, that's not even my thing. Like, that is never the answer when I hear that shit 
at least for myself. Yeah. Like I want to be like, listen here, bitch. There are currently no fucking spaceships going to fucking any other planet right now. Yeah. So I can't fucking leave. So fuck off. <laughs> like, I don't want to just leave. I just want to fucking leave this entire planet. I'm so fucking tired of humans. <gasps> so if aliens, so if aliens came right now and they like put something on online that was like, if you're trying to leave the planet, we're taking off on this date. Would you show up? I probably would, honestly. Even if it's like a trap to kill us all, I don't give a fuck. Like, just take me. Oh, there you go. That's me. I surrender. That's that gives me those vibes. What is it on Independence Day? Whenever oh, yeah, um, the girl's wife's was- friend. Yeah, <laughs> I thought of that too. Whenever every time I say it, I think of that exact thing, and they get all fucking obliterated. <laughs> Yes, they were so excited. Uh, oh man! Either way, I mean, you—they either had to deal with that or or with the destruction of right. their planet. Either way, it wasn't going to. Yeah, aftermath. <gasps> when the dog gets separated. <gasps> okay, stop, stop it. They find each other again. Okay, guys, go wa- rewatch Independence Day. That's today's assignment for this inauguration. Yes, <laughs> Independence. I didn't even watch the inauguration, but I don't know. It, <laughs> okay. You can take this part out, but I need to know. Maybe you have an answer, especially now that you're high. But um, everyone is like really pissed that I actually I don't know any of the bright the vice president's like stance on anything. I don't. I didn't. I don't know. Already map me with this one. Go on. Um, but I want to know why everyone is like Joe Biden isn't going to stay the president for long because. They're going to try to say that he has dementia or whatever the fuck. And so they're going to like execute the 25th Amendment or some bullshit and get rid of him and and move her up. And that was the original And that's a problem? But like, yeah, like apparently that's a problem, but I don't understand why it's a problem. If anything feels unfair towards somebody, they're going to make it a problem. Either way. I mean, it. I mean, I guess it could be seen as like cheating the system maybe is why they're mad. I just It's like, oh, well, why are we voting for this guy when their plan all along is to just have him pick the vice president that ends up being our president that we didn't even um vote for. Oh, you know what I'm I saying? See. Okay. I mean, I guess I can see. We voted for Joe. So if he steps down, it's going to look like he betrayed him. I mean, even people on his own uh bandwagon and campaign and stuff would probably feel that way but i mean to be fair i don't know what the problem with her being in charge is yeah i think just just the fact that they would go about it that way might feel shady towards people okay for some people for some people i don't know i I didn't see what the problem was like i don't I don't know. Hunter's thing was when he came up to me today, he was like, uh, that Kamala Harris was not for Joe Biden until it was oh, yeah. with her agenda. Yeah. Or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's okay, exactly Hunter. what everyone else is saying yeah. too. And I'm like, so the fuck what? So the fuck what? She sometimes, sometimes you have to get ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, fuck off. That's the only other way that she was going to get where the fuck she was going to get. So fuck off. That's where my problem is, is like, we're, it's a big deal how um, she's our first vice president after this many years of having the kind of democracy we supposedly have had. Mm-hmm. She's our first female hello. Like that should already be a red flag right there. Like why are we not considering more women in government um, 
capable of like leading our country or, you know, just being heads of their departments or things like that. So I think that that's the real issue that people are having is that things are changing, but it took so damn long. So I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I say give it a shot. I, I, I didn't vote. So I hate admitting that, but I didn't. So I can't really give my piece without mentioning that I didn't vote because then it just looks like I'm trying to be, you know, involved or whatever. But it was it's just a tough time. So whether Joe does a good job or not, you know, mm-hmm. we gave it a try. Yeah. That's all we can say. And that's why we need to go watch Independence Day so that we can be patriotic as a country instead of as two political parties that a lot of us don't even identify with either. Yeah, I don't I don't identify with what happened to us against the aliens instead of us against our own? No, I'm just kidding. I gotta go. I'm signing off. I start getting, I start crying and, and giving a speech. <laughs> no, what everyone needs to go watch is 2012 because that is what is going to happen this year. Oh shit! Yeah, climate change is coming to a an end. The Aztecs no, were dyslexic and they. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <gasps> What? I didn't think about it. <laughs> what if? Uh, Dude, now I'm freaking out a little bit. This is our last year. Guys, go wild. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. That's why the Great Conjunction happened in December. Oh, no. Bringing in the new era of destruction. I'm just kidding. I don't fucking know. I mean, oh, I don't want to make a joke. I don't want to make a joke. Somebody stop me. That's why COVID has already taken out a bunch of people because now we're at a manageable population. Are we at a manageable? I feel like there's still a shit ton of people. No, that's that's some conspiracy shit that somebody would say, oh. but I didn't. I don't think that. Just for the record, I, don't know. I have people who listen to this that are actual adults that would would say that I'm being dangerous and need to stop sharing wrong opinions. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Who knows? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised anymore. Is all I'm gonna say. If if it all ends up being Project Blue Beam or whatever, but we'll never. And here we know. are. I don't really. I really don't think it's gonna. And if I was just a hologram that the aliens are using. And what is a hologram? <laughs> Joe. <laughs> uh, our commander. Our commander in chief. Stop it. <laughs> oh. My shit. favorite thing. My favorite thing that I remember knowing about government is that the briefcase that holds all the nuke codes is called a football. I never knew that. You know what my favorite thing is? Tell me. Oh, I was like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) I already, I hung up. (laughs) I dropped the mic after that fact. Oh, shit. Mine is the Fifth Amendment. You can just shut the fuck up and you're and you're golden. I and think everyone safe. needs to fucking plead the fifth and just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to say nothing at all than say too much. Yes, God. The system is rigged against you. Ask Scott Peterson. It is. The entire <laughs> all the entire fucking the entire nation is just Fuck. It's guilty it's until so- proven innocent now in every aspect, if you really think about well, it. Well, yeah, because the media is a fucking hyena. 
It's bad. It's gotten so bad. It's so fast. If a rumor starts that's like super toxic about like somebody important, mm-hmm. like in government, for instance, mm-hmm. that shit's spread like faster than wildfire. Yeah, yeah. And then there's damage control. Forget about even getting in front of it. Like you just need damage mm-hmm. control at that point oh because God. everybody just goes off of it. You just reminded me. Um, I've been, hey, you need to watch it. Um, the Jenny DeVetta TV series on Netflix. Holy shit. Yes. Oh, have you started it? It's on my Dude, list. Dude, there are 91 episodes and I am on episode 40 something. 91? Maybe I'm on 50 something. Yeah, dude, it is so fucking good. It's in Spanish. Oh, are you? There's- are you thinking, are you, is it the Mariposa del Barrio? Yeah, that's that it. Mm-hmm. There's that many episodes? I thought it was like a short series like yeah. they did for Selena. No, dude. This is oh, in the, on it. like year by year. Like it's literally like it goes into detail of what the fuck her life was like. And it is so fucking good. So good. Drama filled to the fucking max. But wow. I think you'll like it. Cool. You need to start it. Yeah. I. Oh, man. I yeah. Cried. That whole thing. A lot. Did you? Yeah, I cry a lot. <gasps> oh through it but it, i didn't know her i didn't know her life was like that like so tough oh, like dude. i was reading about her so they do show all her like from start to finish her whole life yes they start from when she's 15 years old to when she dies oh well, nice. spoiler alert for those didn't know. oh yeah she passed away. it's it's dramatic there's some information oh shit i'm on episode 63 whoops <laughs> It's really good. You ne- you definitely need to watch it. You'll love it. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. My mom was always talking to me about Jenny Rivera, but I, I never really like listened to her music too much or I just no, yeah, I pretty much I started paying attention when all that shit yeah. happened to her and I was like, oh. The only reason I even watched this series is because I used to watch her reality TV show, I Love Jenny, and oh, that shit yeah. was so good. That's when I yeah. like I loved her in that. And I don't like reality TV. And, and that was True. really good. So that's the only reason I really even knew who she was, really. I mean, I'd heard like my Thea's like listen to her and shit, but that might be it. You should cover that case. Oh, that'd be good. I could. That'd be a few parts. <laughs> that would be really fucking long. Uh, I know. You could just watch the goddamn series and that would Yeah, be- there you go. Everybody go watch it. I'm going to check it out. I, I started a conspiracy uh, behind it. So yeah, I think I might do that. I think so too because it's too it's too weird. And the whole thing with um damn, what's her name? I already forgot her name. She's a very popular um actress that was she met fucking uh what's his name? Who what? She met the the cartel leader. What's his name? I already forgot everybody's name. Oh, Chapo? Up in here. Oh, Chapo. Yeah, I remember. And she, she got backlash from the community for that, that she was friends with him or whatever. I thought that was you know which lady I'm talking about? She came out in a bunch. No, it was also Sean Penn, but okay, Sean yeah. Penn already in. But uh, the lady who comes out in novellas, she's like older. She has, a, oh, what a, um, La Reina del Sur, that lady. Oh, um, the fuck? Oh, shit. You know who I'm Oh, no. Um, hold on. Now I have to look it up. Oh, there it is. <laughs> she said like a controversial. She like backed him up Kate, controversially online. She Kate like, Del Castillo. Yeah, Kate Del Castillo. Kate Del Castillo. Exactly. Um. Yeah, she was under fire for that. 
But it's either you get along with the guy or he fucking shoots your plane down. What do you want? Yeah, it's tough. I think that's it's what happened to Well, I guess we'll find out. I hate it. I'm gonna I'm gonna branch off into cartel uh talk now that I've been seeing cartel TikTok pop up oh, on my dude. for you page, which that shit's crazy. I just sit there in shock. Yeah. People are literally just outside and then cars will drive by and then you just hear guns down the street oh while these God. people are outside recording with their dogs outside and shit. And I'm like, everybody get inside. <laughs> but, but the thing is like cartels apparently help their communities that they're from. To a and it's apparently do more. To a certain extent, they'll, they'll chop your head off if you fucking so, look at them the wrong yeah, way. Yeah. But like, but... <sighs> Dang, it's tough. Yeah. I, I kind of started watching Narcos and thinking about it that way. Whenever he was trying to like give back to the like the people who are poor and they don't have food and yeah. like the cops aren't really doing anything, so like the the cartel would go take care of whatever vigilante justice style. Mm-hmm. But smaller like sectors of the cartel, they like charge tax to a lot of the little businesses in these poor communities. So they fuck them over at the same time. And if they don't pay the tax, then they get killed. Yeah, some kind of threat. There's there's, some of them are okay. Or some of them like give back like Robin Hood shit and others don't. Yeah, that's what's, uh, I don't know. And And then we blame the people for wanting to come here. Yeah. Where it's not even, it's not even the, I mean, because people always want to use that argument like, why are you complaining? We live in the greatest nation. Yeah, and it's like, mm-mm. we do, but we have a long way to go. If they think that our country is the best, they need to be looking elsewhere and like doing some research. Because I'm pretty sure there's people that have better work-life balance. But that's the thing is like, you have to put into perspective, everybody's lives are different and ha- and that's what builds your perception. So that's why I don't blame people for being Republican and not realizing why certain things that they're voting for are harmful to other communities. They don't realize it because they're paying attention to how high their taxes are going to be. Or, you know, everybody just cares about themselves. And so in a system that requires us to help each other, why are we caring about only ourselves? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's lives are different. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, yeah, because I had to explain – I was explaining to somebody how even think, thinking about the climate and the environment is a privilege because some people are just trying to eat every day. So oh, yeah. if they have to chop down a tree to feed their family on their salary, then that's what they're going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Just comes with it. Oh, you've told me that Green Inferno – you told me about Green Inferno when we lit, when we worked at Spencer's together and yeah. you told me how you saw Jun- Junie's wiener and you felt weird about it. <laughs> yeah, and Josephine – Took me, but to that's a that perfect fucking movie. Oh yeah, good choice. Up. I almost that was the f- the first and only movie that the gore has made me sick. Really? Mm-hmm. That's shocking to me. Really? Is that really the worst you've seen? No, I've seen worse, but for some reason, reason was- it just was too real in there. At <laughs> <laughs> the movies. It hit different. I'm very, I'm used to seeing like the 70s and 80s gore, like where it just looks like it's claymation almost. Yeah, but that was graphic. This was, it looked very real and it just, it It started the moment that that guy threw up when they're, when the plane was going down and it, 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 my brain exploded like, holy shit, 
that actually would happen in a Looked, real life yeah. situation. Yeah. Like I would probably be the one to throw up. Oh my God. So it freaked me out from that. Moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They gripped you to your seat. That's a good example. I feel like that's an underrated movie, but it anyway, is. that's a good example of privilege. But the fact that she changed the fucking story and he became a martyr whenever he was the yes. asshole in the group. I wish it was oh, the second Lord. part, but mm-mm. that's what I was thinking. Uh, Eli Roth did, worked on that. He's the hostile guy, so that's why it was nasty. Yeah, that's why it was gross. Yeah, and I watched Hostel, and that shit didn't make me almost puke. True, that shit scared me. I hated when that came out because my parents already they didn't need any more excuses to keep <laughs> me in the house. <laughs> Study abroad, get nada. Yeah, that shit scared me too. I didn't ever want to go anywhere. Well, besides the fact that I'm afraid to fly, but mm-hmm. I still, I you just reminded me about that, but I'll I'll back you on that now because um, it's probably crawling with COVID. Those planes, anyways, <clears throat> guys. It's a dangerous world out there. We have um, viruses, bacteria after us. We have political players. parties after each other. Serial, serial killers, killers cartel, um, unsolved ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Everything is it, yeah, there's way too up. much. Um, and that's why um, take care of yourselves and biologically reproduce so that you you win. That's how you win evolution is you reproduce and you live long lives. Ooh, I'm not going to reproduce and I'm not going to live a long life Don't either. That. So that's fine with me. Uh, that's strange. Everything's changing. But I am happy that we have a new president and uh let's give him a shot. Uh I don't want to dis- I don't want to discourage anyone from bashing him nor do I want to discourage anyone from uh hyping him up, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this is not the place. We got a little political. I'll I'll leave some of it in probably cuz uh I just I want to stop people's fucking ignorance. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not for either side. You're right. I just can't stand the fucking ignorance. But okay, continue. It's hard to watch. It's like it a train is, wreck. It is. Oh, and it makes me cringe. It's going nowhere. It makes me cringe. It's going nowhere. It makes me cringe too. I'm just glad I don't have Facebook anymore because I know that I would have been on that shit all day. The only reason I still have Facebook is because I sell the fucking resin on there. So. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that's where my fucking main source comes from is the people on there so i can't really shout out to daniela is oh yeah what's it called i still don't have a name i still can't figure it out i'm still i'm thinking about still just doing sweet d pours but i'm not 100 percent sure on that i love that i think that's yeah you did a good one on that one did i it was me came up with it Mm mm-hmm (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you forgot <laughs> yeah it was me i'll take the credit i don't even know um yeah, it it's cute i like it so i guess i'll t- i'll pat myself on the back everybody pat yourself on the back today for some or at least one thing every day and your mood will improve and you won't go to the doctor as much and that's coming from me i'm a professional <laughs> uh, therapist or whatever um Dude, how long would my TikTok stay up if I made a whole TikTok uh, page and I pretended to be a therapist? I don't. People think would come would... after me so fast. No, yeah. Honestly, 
I think you might get like uh, people like dox the shit out of other people. So you need to be careful. That's what I was going to say. Guys, I'm telling you, everything is out to get you. Be careful. It's horrible. TikTok, like literally there's vigilantes (laughs) on there that will fucking find out all of your information and get you fired from your fucking job. Like, honestly, they fuck you over. Like for anything that you say, you can't say shit. Yeah, it's true. And also- uh have you did you get that on your for you page whenever that girl had two black eyes and she looked like a missing girl do you know what i'm talking about no but i think people were spreading it it around yeah people were spreading her video or that tiktok around being like is this the girl that that's been missing for however many years and i was like dang good good on them for like using that for something damn not just dancing and laughing yeah but sometimes it gets too fucking people get too fucking crazy True. They have nothing better to do. They're going to solve a mystery that doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, okay, you're looking a little bit way too much into some of this shit. My dream is if I ever go missing, y'all better jump on TikTok and spread the surveillance around. And then I'm going to be found because of that. That would be iconic. I'll make an episode about you for it. <laughs> oh my God. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I staged the whole thing. And Stupid. all the 19 people that listen to us now will be like. Right. Oh, God. I know. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it's like she likes attention that much. She staged her whole disappearance. <laughs> and I'm Stop like, no, it. guys, I'm really missing. You better take that shit out because if you really it do go missing, people are going to be like, she's lying. <laughs> Oh, that would be the that would be the most hilarious and that joke should ever. Happen. Abby, knock on wood. <laughs> no, I'm testing my skills. No, dude, I hate this. Okay, for it. <laughs> I'm not popular enough, so I can say this on here. But this guy, uh, I was always bragging. This is gonna sound so weird, but it's just the fact that we come from San Angelo, so we went to like a small town high school well he went to ut and played baseball and i would always talk about how he got scouted by the cubs um while playing for ut and i was like dang somebody from my my town plays for the cubs dude he got injured and he can't fucking play anymore look what you've done is that not just some shit right there like look at what it's got to be something see god Are you jinxing our podcast? Is that what you I don't even know. Because we no. used to have a bunch of fucking listeners. And ever since you've been thanking everyone for listening and mentioning Thank all God. the people that listened, nobody fucking listens anymore. It's true. Well, now I I covered a German story today. Let's branch out. Let's reach out to other countries. Maybe we'll get listeners. Yeah, but they're gonna. The Germans are gonna be like, oh god, she mis- she mispronounced played, and she mispronounced everything. <laughs> everything. Oh yeah, never mind. Yeah, uh, they're gonna be like, this ain't shit. Something new next. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I am still thankful for all of our nineteen listeners. I am too. They'll come back. We love. Maybe they're saving up our episodes. Yeah, you keep fucking telling me. I sound so desperate. (laughs) I keep. I sound so desperate. Maybe they're just waiting for like episodes to like pile up, like binge them. (laughs) I mean, I think some people do, but um, for the most part, we just we have a steady nineteen right now. It used to be thirty-two. Now it's nineteen. 
That's just our families and Megan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Megan is the real MVP here. She's the one that's holding she it is. up. Yes. Megan and Honestly, Kelly, she's they're literally the only ones. She's the yeah, our 19 listeners including Megan are the ones that are keeping me from canceling every week and being like I don't have anything this week. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly literally gives me feedback every single time he listens and Megan does too. Those two are the only ones that are like Aww. this is what I think happened and this is what blah 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 and Perfect. yeah. I Keeps us going through that. Ah, oh, yes. Okay, I get it. We're not. Hunter came to me today and was like, I listened to all three Scott Petersons because he's like behind or whatever. And I was like, so what do you think? Who do you think did it? And he's like, Scott Peterson. And I was like, what? Even after the stuff I said? And I'm like, I bet you weren't even paying attention. Hmm. Coming from you who just before we pushed record, you were like, "Is it? it's not my turn, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, our days are blurring together they really it was are. My i also forgot today was wednesday you were like i'm ready when you are and i was like it's monday and i was like oh fuck it's wednesday dude i know i was thinking i was going to be ready to do it yesterday but i just uh had a depression episode instead because you know sometimes those pop up from time oh, to time yeah. mm-hmm. i know that so here we are today and i feel much better and i'm about to eat and uh, so is Daniela. So we're going to sign off. Thanks okay. for listening, guys. Uh, make sure you give us a follow on Instagram, on Twitter. Give me the creeps. Shout us out to your family, friends. We are available on all podcasting platforms. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. So did we give you the creeps? <laughs>